what's going on? Hi, boo. What's your popping? What's your popping? A whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second episode. Well, not even welcome back to the second episode. Just welcome back in general to 20-somethings, the podcast, episode two, with my fave, my babe, one of the baddest damn lawyers that I know, L over here, who also has her own brand. And before we get into the dynamic of tonight's episode and what we're going to talk about, I'm going to give L the floor to let you guys know about Shop L, Woods and what brought her to do that and what that looks like. Okay. So, hey, everyone. My name's L, also known as L, Woods. And um, Shop L, Woods is basically a legal-themed clothing, jewelry, and accessories line. So we have something for everyone, even people who aren't in the legal field. But my primary focus is towards people in law. So we have necklaces. We have smart-ass mugs hoodies and t-shirts with like super catchy sayings and you know again there's something for everyone and I also have a group for minority LGBT students or pre-law students or lawyers and so I encourage you guys to you know join our tribe we're a pretty supportive bunch and also really funny and cute (laughs) so you know Come sit with us. Please come sit with us. We do have a a good time, although it's a little hectic right now. So a lot of us are experiencing Zoom University School of Law, um, but we are pushing through over there. But still, like she said, come hang out with us. Um, we're, we're a peculiar bunch. We definitely are a, a peculiar oh, yeah. bunch. Um, whoo. Wow. Oh, you ready to talk? You want to just... Let's do it, friend. You ready to unpack all of these moving parts? (laughs) (laughs) Not unpack all the moving parts. Yes. Do you want to give them the little backstory about how we got to the moving parts? Please. We're not going to go too deep, but just give them the give them the cliff notes of how we got to moving parts. Please give them the cliff notes. So long story short, um, wait. Can I can I say it's you? You just did. <laughs> I mean, you can edit that out. No, this is the real, the raw, the uncut. We ain't editing nothing out unless it's just too ghetto. Oh my goodness! I got a sidebar. I got a story to tell you. I'm gonna tell you later. But oh yes, we love a good tea time story. But go ahead. Yeah, we know. But go ahead. Tell tell, not, tell the people. Oh well, I caught I caught some chick stealing. You know, my, using my picture on her site to sell some stuff and so when I approached her about it she got a little nasty so I got a little petty and like put her on blast and she said I was slandering her so I don't want to slander nobody I'm surprised you ain't seen my story yesterday well it was really quick no I I briefly saw it but I was like um oh she got it (laughs) yeah I'd be trying to be better, but 
it just don't always want to work out that way. Yeah. And so I say a lot to say. Um, we we got we're not gonna go into too much details because we don't want homeboy to talk about we slandering him, even though it's not slander for It is what it is. Um, so well, you know what? I'll I'll tell it, and then I'll let you come in and 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 you know tie your part in, and then that will tie into the episode. <sighs> so guys, um, you know I um. I'd really be out here trying to belong to the streets, you know, because they call and I answer. But every time I, <laughs> not the every time I answer, they do, you know. I mean, they be like, "Hey, Trey," be like, "Hey," um, and they always send Hennessy when they call me. But that's neither here nor there. Not they send but, the honey. Know, they do, you know. Um, so you know, long story short, y'all, I met this guy, and um, you know, things were like going amazingly well I thought to my knowledge and you know not going to give too much information because that's going to just pretty much if you are listening to this and you know me and we you know exactly who we're talking about um but yeah so he decided that he wanted to play Casper and um wanted to be out here you know performing disappearing acts so like me being Halloween the already. That, right. We ain't even gotten there yet. We got a few weeks. So me being the person that I am, I genuinely like got nervous. I'm just like, you know, like what's going on? Like Are you I okay? talked to you this day. Right. I talked to you this day, don't talk to you this day, I talked to you that day, don't talk to you the next day. What the hell is going on? Because I don't like it. Um huh, long story short. You know, he ended up coming back around, you know, had a conversation for like a few days and then boom, it was where's Carmen San Diego again, you know, and I was just like, okay, you know, this is just not it. Like I didn't so, sign up to be Dora the Explorer here. Okay. I didn't, you know, I don't want to go, you know, find my backpack and ask if y'all had seen Swiper. Like, I don't want to do that. Like the shit's annoying. So my good girl L over here, you know, um, decided that, you know what, I don't like this. So she called. Meanwhile, y'all, I have been, you know, trying to figure out because, you know, you came back and was like, I missed you, babe. This like third X, Y, Z, boom, bam, whoop-de-whoop. But then you just disappear. So L reached out and y'all got a response in no time. Mm. Full out conversation, too. Got a response in no time. And this nigga had the audacity to say there are a lot of moving parts. <laughs> to explain his disappearing acts. Like, so, yeah, the only... if you want to be Casper, just say that. Please. You know, I would have been okay. I would have been upset. I wouldn't even been hurt. Um, for all that, you didn't even have to come back. Okay, I was good. But... The only moving parts are you moving your parts out here in these streets. That's the only moving parts because we don't have nothing to discuss. Period. At all. And if you want to belong um, to the streets, that's okay, but just say that. That's fine because I was trying to belong to them too and then you came back and I had to retract. Period. <sighs> so that brings us to this episode's lovely topic of moving parts and 
unresolved traumas. Mm. And those unresolved traumas and moving parts can look like whatever they look like for you, whether it's relationships, friendships, family, or just stuff that you just have not decided to, well, not necessarily you didn't decide to, but just things that you realize for a while that they played a major part into how you react or how you contribute to certain things and you just chose not to touch on them. Um, so that's what this episode is about. So, Elle, I'm going to let you start, you know, lady first. Um, what are some unresolved traumas or some moving parts that you have noticed about yourself or that you have noticed in many different situations like dang I really haven't dealt with this so how do I move forward from this situation and how do I deal with this also moving forward from this situation um I would say I have some a lot rather of unresolved family trauma particularly parents like with my parents um don't get me wrong I love them my mama did the best that she could and you know I guess my daddy did too whatever but um (laughs) but it's I guess for me but (laughs) you know whatever I still love them I won't put them in a home when they get old and decrepit like you know I love them they did the best that they could Mm -hmm. but in many ways I was left lacking and so that create that creates that created rather this kind of super safe tolerating any and everything from the people that I date because that's Mm -hmm. the dynamic that's the dynamic that I got from family if that makes any sense so do you think that when it said when you said like super save a hoe so do you think that you were accepting these things because you didn't get that like growing up and it was something that you felt like you were lacking and you wanted it or like explain that yes definitely it feels like you know some like the unconditional I guess the unconditional love and like I kind of always just want to let people know like here for you because I didn't have people to be like hey I'm here for you and again, not to say, like, I was this completely neglected kid. Like, I had a decent childhood. But ultimately, there were some things that my parents and my family dropped the ball on. Sorry, y'all. Hate to say it. But, you know, <laughs> this is what it is. And so. But that's real, though. Mm-hmm. And so, in many ways, the dysfunction that I got used to growing up with my family is something that I not only found comfort in my relationships Mm -hmm. and I still struggle with that to this day. So like, for example, with, Oh God, we just go say, we just go say it. (laughs) Are we going to where I think we're going? Yes, we are. (laughs) Oh, good old toxic. (laughs) Sorry, babe. Good old topic. Yeah, like just with just with situations like that, like with this particular person, like 
she is an amazing woman. She is beautiful. She's smart. She's like, you know, a bomb. She's a bomb ass person. But it's like, as a partner, is this, is this really going to work? And what I mean by that is the same things that I like, you know, kind of got used to with my family, like, you know, kind of just tolerating dysfunction or like tolerating shit. And then like, fingers crossed like oh hey you know if I go along with it it'll get better or if I keep pushing and I keep telling the person like how I feel about them or I keep telling my family members like hey love y'all like things will get better like I kind of feel like I can can I can control the dysfunction in a way right which is so dumb like you kind of felt like (laughs) It's like you felt like if you gave out what they weren't necessarily giving to you, things would automatically just kind of like change at the same right. time. Right. Like I, I tend to feel okay. like I can love people into loving me or like change their mind or change their behavior by Ooh. giving by giving them energy that that yeah. I want. So like kind of trying to lead right. by example, but really just enabling poor behavior. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very real that that's a that's a real thing um and it's crazy that you say that because those are some of the same similarities that I've had um not to say that I grew up lacking um because I I didn't um thankfully I had you know two parents and who were both within the home and then I also had grandparents who were you know there as well so we didn't grow up lacking but for me it was it was the lack of the love that I really felt like I never really received and not more so from my mom and guys don't get me wrong I'm not bashing my dad at all he's a phenomenal father don't get me wrong um but I felt like because my brothers had a more in-depth connection with my dad as far as like football and sports like I felt like my dad didn't love me so I started to seek the love and approval that I didn't get from him from other people and from other people I mean partners or friends I would latch on to certain relationships just because it made me feel comfortable Um, and it's so crazy because I never knew that the love from a father applies to a boy and a girl, you know, mm-hmm. it applies to both. And I did not realize that. And I only thought it always applied to just the female figure, but it wasn't until I started to get older that I started to sit back and realize a lot of my ways and a lot of my characteristics and the way that I did things. And I was just like, okay, wait a minute. This all is stemming back to a certain experience or a certain time in my life. And I had to really dig back to figure out, okay, where is this coming Mm -hmm. from? Because in order for me to move forward and in order for me to create better spaces for me to interact with people, I have to unpack this. It's not something that I can just keep skating past and acting like it never happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, you know, that caused a lot of hurt. Like I would go into situations and I would literally just sit there clueless as to why this happened the way it did or why this did not work out the way it did not realizing that nigga you ain't dealt with 
these traumas, you haven't dealt with things that you know you need to deal with. You keep pushing them off. You keep jumping in relationship out of relationship out of relationship. And then you get upset when things fail, not realizing that at the end of the day, you're searching for a love that was never given to you. And I said this in the first episode, I was searching for a level of intimacy that for one, I never really experienced, but at the same time, I never really took the time to unpack what that looked like and why I never experienced Mm -hmm. it. Um, So here I am at the tender age of 27, you know, trying to unpack all of that and trying to make sense of every single encounter that I've ever been through, trying to figure out, okay, you know, I wish I would have known this sooner because maybe this would have gone better. Or I wish I would have known this sooner because maybe I wouldn't have gotten ghosted by Casper, Um, (laughs) you know, out here in these streets. (laughs) Yeah. and that's just real. And y'all, I ain't gonna lie. My feelings is definitely her. Ask Elle. I used to really text her and our other friend literally every day. Like, damn, this shit really, what's going on? Is it me? Because <laughs> I ain't do nothing. Um, but again, it just goes back into like, you never really know how much a situation or how much people play a significant role into your life until it's just like, they're not there or that situation comes full circle and you have to deal mm-hmm. with it. So, so my next question for you, Elle, is once you realized all of these unresolved traumas and the different capacities that they played out in, what did you do to really say, okay, hey, this has got to change. I don't want to be in this place. I don't want to be in these spaces. And not only do I not want to be here, I don't want to drag anyone else in this place with me. What did you do to go about fixing that? And what did that look like for you? For starters, therapy. And it took me, it took me a while to like really get to a point where I was making like, in my opinion, real measurable changes. And I want to say it started for me towards the end of my relationship with my ex-wife. So that was unhealthy. Like from start to finish, it was unhealthy. And I had just got like right before we got together, I had just gotten out of a, out of a like two plus year relationship with, you know, someone who was very toxic, very abusive, manipulative. And then I turned right back around and jumped right into this same situation. Well, a, a worse situation. And so, like, once once I was, you know, really getting out of that, I would say, like, the end of 2018, early last year, I started to, like, kind of realize where, like, where is this coming from that I literally cannot be alone? Like, why, why, is, why is this a thing? Ooh. And then I... That Mm -hmm. is real. Like, why? Like, I feel like if I tell you I love you 72 times a day, you're going to feel it. And I want you to feel it because Mm -hmm. I was lacking that. Like, I wasn't told 87 times a day, like, hey, I love you, blah, blah, blah. So, like, pretty much like you said earlier, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, fill a void without actually, well, I realized I was trying to fill a void without actually trying to realize why the, why the void was there. And so right. 
you know, I'm still a work in progress as we all are, but I definitely am. I know my therapist is sick of me, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is, but yeah, no, um, I kind of just had to be extremely honest with myself and extremely vulnerable and Matter of fact, I would say probably the end of last year is when I really kind of like started making a shift. And I I, I made mm-hmm. this shift partially because right after right after the whole my marriage, you know, fell apart or whatever. And I was going through the whole divorce thing. I, me- I met this amazing woman and, you know, we had our issues just like every other relationship, whatever. We were, you know, kind of completely different in many ways, but. I can honestly say this was the most healthy relationship that I had been in because for once it was somebody who like literally did not need me and like did not need me Mm. to, she, she wasn't, she wasn't like a broken person. And so I didn't know how to handle her and I kind of fumbled the relationship by dealing with her as if she was the broken people that I was dealing that I was used to dealing with. So if I'm being perfectly honest, you know, I would say it's like 95% my fault why my relationship with her didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and it literally, it's taken me like, you know, the past two, three months of like reflecting, especially as I'm dealing with, you know, the tox- the, the toxic girl or, you know, whatever. <laughs> She's still with me around, yeah. but go ahead. <laughs> my best friend, my best mm-hmm. friend is like, mm-hmm. if some shit like that ever happened again, <laughs> it's, it's hands on. Yo, homegirl's still with me around. Like, I don't care how... That's another episode. Go ahead, because I'm about to get angry again, like you just told us for the first time. Yeah, we're we going to skip past that. But, like, you know, and then mm-hmm. especially because we're in the pandemic, so it's like, I was forced to finally sit down. Like, not just sit down, like, actually sit down and be present and confront the shit about myself that is not healthy, that I contribute to, and that you know, certain behaviors or feelings that I've acquired through no fault of my own, but it's my fault that I'm dwelling in them. Right. So this pandemic has really forced me to like take a good look at myself and I'm actively working on the things that I dislike, including how I move in relationships or with people that, you know, I'm dating. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, that is, you just touched on like a, a lot of really good points. Um, but the biggest one that you touched on is something that I also battle with, the sense of I cannot be alone. Um, and it's like that urgency of I always have to be with someone. Um, and for the longest, you know, I would never understand that, like why I was that way. Like, I would literally get out of a relationship and then I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll give myself like a few weeks. And then I would jump back into something. Mm-hmm. And then would, like I said before, not understand why it was failing or why things just went left. Um, because things would start out so amazing and then they would just go downhill. And I'm like, oh, this is the one, blah, blah, blah. And then when shit would hit 
left field. I'd be like, okay. well, damn, what I do? But it went, it, I was like, damn, it's, it can't be me. It, it can't be me. It got to be you. I'm an Aquarius. We oh, don't do anything please. wrong. It ain't me. It's y'all. <laughs> but then, like you said, it, it came down to a point where I had to sit down and I had to say, okay, Trey, listen, baby, you aren't always perfect. But at the same time, I had to also realize that I longed for such a sense of intimacy and such a sense of belonging that I entertained every Mm -hmm. single thing that came my way. Even if I knew it wasn't going to go anywhere, I was like, okay, well, they give me some attention and some energy Mm -hmm. that I'm not used to getting. So I'm going to sit here, I'm going to soak it in, I'm going to take it in, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to keep this going. But then later on down the line, I would get pissed off with myself because I'm just like, okay, I don't want to be here. But because I've entertained it for so long, it's just like now, I don't want to hurt your feelings because mm-hmm. I've sat here and I've done this because of something that I was lacking. And it's not your fault. It's something that I have to take ownership and accountability for. Um, so it's just... And the biggest lesson I also learned from, and I say that to say this, the biggest lesson I learned from the ghosting experience, you know, with Casper um, was everything that glitters, it ain't gold. Everything that you think is for you is not for you. And y'all, the crazy part about it is, and I told Elle this, when it happened the first time, I prayed and I was like, so pretty much I've made it a habit of, before I go into that part, pretty much i made it a habit of every single night I pray for my friends individually. Like I say their names. I don't just say, God, cover my friends and whatever the other extremities are. I literally say their names um, because I want to be intentional with my doings and when it comes down to things that I do. I ended that prayer and I said, God, I don't know where blah, blah, blah is. However, just make sure that he is safe. We don't ever have to talk again. Just make sure he's safe. Y'all, I lied to you now. I was in class. And the next day, I woke up. I went to class. And um, my phone was on Do Not Disturb. Y'all, I slid down my screen and had a text message from this individual. Because I had stopped reaching out. I was like, ain't no point me reaching out. Like, you've already let me know. You're just ignoring me. Because it does not take almost a month to get a new Mm. phone. But again, that's not the conversation. Um, So... Yeah. And then, you know, the individual came back, you know, we talked for a few days and then he disappeared again. And from that lesson I took, God was pretty much telling me, I showed you this the first time. You chose to ignore it. You chose not to pay any attention. You chose to act like it was not happening. So, however, the second time when God showed it to me, I was just like, I should have paid attention the first time. Because every single time God has to re-show you something, it's going to hurt in a different way every single time. And this, the second time, it really hurt because it was just like, damn, like you didn't even have to come back and uproot me or put me in this place of, oh, we're going to figure this out. It's going to work. You didn't have to do any of that. You could have just left me alone by myself. Um, But for me, I had to take the lesson of that, and that's what I've started doing with a lot of things that happen in life. I started looking at the, okay, this has happened, but what's 
the lesson I'm learning out of this and how can I apply that lesson to make sure that I'm not in these mm-hmm. spaces again. And the lesson is simple. When someone show you who they are the first time, believe it. Stop trying to, like Elle said earlier, stop trying to force people to love you. Stop trying to force people to accept you. Stop trying to fit yourself into narratives that you were not meant to fit into. It's okay. You're not going to fit into every single box with every person. You're not going to get along with everybody. And that's okay. And that's your business. However, once you start aligning yourself and once Mm -hmm. you start getting in tune with yourself, with the things that are for you, everything and everybody that's for you is going to self-align itself with you. You won't have to force it. You won't have to go out and be like, oh, let me send Elle, you know, three dozen roses today. And, you know, she might text me back. Like, you don't have to do that. And it's a scary place to be in, but at the same time, it's very humbling because it also lets you know that everybody ain't for you and you're not for everybody. I don't care how cute you are. I don't care how many likes you get on Instagram. I don't care how many thirst traps you might post, which sidebar also with these thirst traps. Can y'all stop posting them? I beg of you. Please. You know, y'all, I, I, Listen, y'all only fan links are cute, you know, and I thank y'all for posting little snippets on Twitter. I do save some of them. Thank y'all. Um, but stop posting them. Like at the end of the day, and I'm not knocking anybody when I say this, so don't think that. But however, I used to do the same thing. I felt as though I'm not getting attention this way. So let me find other ways for me to get that attention. If someone does not want to appreciate you or love you for who you are or what you have to give them, it's not Mm -hmm. your place to do it. But what it is your place is to do is to learn to love yourself unconditionally. So no matter who comes or who goes, that relationship and that bond that you built with yourself is so tight that nothing Mm -hmm. can break or shake that. Nothing can break or shake that. And it's a hard lesson that, you know, we as, you know, millennials, um, Mm -hmm. we have to learn that. And it's something that we don't talk about enough. I've had my fair share of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Elle has also. Heartbreak Hotel over here, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, give us a good (laughs) nippy reference. Um. But y'all, it's it's just crazy. And I challenge everyone who's listening to this to really sit down and evaluate those traumas and those things in your life that keep repeating themselves in different manifestations and realize, okay, why does this keep coming back up? What do I need to take from this and mm-hmm. unpack to bring myself to the next place? And it's okay that it even in that moment when you say it, it does not happen. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. It is perfectly fine. It may take two weeks. Hell, it took me a few years. As you can see, this podcast just got started. And like I told y'all last week, this mm-hmm. was supposed to happen years ago. Take your time. But also, one thing I've learned in this pandemic also, and I told someone this today, um, all the love that I've given out to people over the years, all that love, that energy, that time that I wasted on people who could give a damn about me, I reversed that and I gave it back to myself. 
And I'm going to say this every goddamn chance I get. But y'all, I'm in the happiest space that I've been in in a very long time. Yes, from day to day, I still have my days where I'm like, okay, do I want to get out of bed? Or I sit back and I reflect on certain situations. And it might have me down. But y'all, don't get that confused because I'm in a very happy space. I'm content. I love myself more than anybody who could ever walk in or out of my life. Because I know that at the end of the day, if you walk in and you walk out, I still have me. And I've made a vow to myself that I promise to never lose myself again along the road of Mm -hmm. whatever or whoever comes along. And I'm going to give Elle the floor back to to see if she has anything else to say about that um, before I sit here and Turn on Jasmine Sullivan's lost one and being here crying tonight. More feeling, feeling like tomorrow ain't, tomorrow ain't promised. Keep that nigga call today. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you know? Oh my gosh. Speaking of unresolved traumas, y'all. Stop also... playing with people that you're not ready for. Like, stop. Uh, like, Please, that is really a don't trauma, get on my, and that's really period. a big Don't thing. get on my line holding shit up, the... blocking my blessings, because you want to be childish. Listen, y'all be out here playing on people's feelings, knowing damn well that in the long run, you don't have no intentions on doing anything with this person, but then you get upset when they start pulling you on you. And you'd be like, oh, well, you doing this. Oh, you doing that. Oh, you doing this. Oh, you doing... No, it was okay when you did it. But now that I'm giving that energy back to you, you got a problem. <laughs> and speaking of key that nigga car today, we had yeah. an argument today. Because you, and you consistently want to sit out here and make this big issue about how things have changed and, you know... Things aren't the same. I'm going to leave it at that because I don't want to go too far into detail. But you're right. Things have changed. Things are not the same. Um, I practically poured myself into a situation and you took that shit for granted and you used it for your benefit and got out of it what you wanted out of it. And then when you felt like, okay, Mm -hmm. I don't want anything else out of this, you were like, let me toss you Mm -hmm. over here to the side and keep you right here. Don't play with me because I promise you when I play back in your face, Mm -hmm. you're never going to like it. But at the same time, don't be out here blowing up my shit. Like, what's the problem? You know what the problem is. And that's just that on that. But yeah, like she said, tomorrow I promise. Slap that hoe today. Key that car today. Hell, slap his mama a few times if you got to. Do what you got to do. That's your business. Go do it today. If 2020... It ain't. 2020 has showed us live in the moment. Slap that hoe in the moment. Please. And if you don't know what to say, call me. 77793. I got you. I got you on all this. (laughs) I I do. And if you need to turn in, call it. I ain't there yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you need. Um, all right, okay. Don't call, her call her in February. Um, <laughs> where the um, I have a few other legal representations for y'all, so if you need them, just call me, but don't call me until like 
July ish right. next year, then we could have a conversation. Whew, I know I should have I should have um, waved into Minnesota when I got my last score, but not nobody, and certainly Man, not nobody black. That's where I could have practiced with my current score, but you know whatever. Well, I, I don't want to go. Coming to Minnesota. <laughs> Wait a minute! Maybe Isn't Minnesota God, the state with the Mall of America? Too. I want to come. Is that Minnesota? I ain't gonna tell you where I thought that was, but okay. They're gonna think I'm stupid. I definitely thought it was Texas, but I know it so, it's some Texas. somewhere don't nobody want to go. Oh, it ain't Texas then, because clearly they like gotta buy one. No, nah, that's because a lot of people is fucking with these military people and getting married and shit. Oh shit! I don't even want to talk about the. Oh shit! Right <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My ex, my ex wife is no, well, was military. Ooh, we just got more in common than you know. Look, look at that. Hell no. Won't. I'm still waiting on the. I'm gonna text him so we can sort this out. But yeah, they go to these bases and, and, and start getting crazy. So start losing their marbles. They they're not even at a base friend, but <laughs> anyhow. What was, mm. what was the question again? <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, because we got off topic very quickly on that one. Um do you have any advice on how people can work through their traumas and how well not necessarily work through them you know because that takes time and that looks different for everybody but advice on how Mm -hmm. you're able to recognize what these traumas are and once you recognize them maybe steps on if they don't know exactly what to do in that moment to correct it, steps on how to make the necessary motions to get to that place as to where it's being rectified, as to where you're not going into different friendships, relationships, or any any other environment, and you're unpacking things on mm-hmm. people that don't have nothing yeah. to do with them. So uh, that's how we ended up getting off topic, because I started with therapy. But yes, to reiterate therapy therapy it's your friend and i know that people of color have issues with therapy and you know we have that whole you know what happens in my house stays in my house and don't be putting your business in the streets and all this extra stuff it's like nah get come therapy okay therapy black people it is okay it is okay to go and sit and talk to someone else and say listen keisha I don't know what's going on, and I don't like this. You know, I don't know why I said Keisha, because, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, Robin, I don't know why, you know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going through this, but, you know, it's okay to have that. You need someone in your corner who is unbiased, who is going to sit there, who is going to listen to you, and who's going to give you the unfiltered truth, who's going to be like, okay, you know what, Trey, you're fucked up. L, you're fucked up. You have these characteristics and these mannerisms that mm-hmm. are unbecoming as a person. And the longer you continue to sit on those characteristics, you're not only going to continue to hurt yourself, but you're going to continuously hurt everybody mm-hmm. whom you come in contact with.
But go ahead, because Elle can give you more about her therapy route, because the last therapist I saw, she got me together, and I didn't like it, so I stopped going to see her. But that's another episode <laughs> also, because I didn't like how she was talking about Oh, Lord. Well, that's part of that's part of my next thing. Like, you kind of got to not necessarily allow anyone to disrespect you, but, like, you kind of got to have people around you who will check you. Like, that's one that's one thing that I really like about Social Worker Bay because she checks me and she challenges me. <laughs> and it's like, and I have, it's like, love I, can't, it. I can't run all over you. This is interesting. So when I'm being... We're not going to slide hey, past hey, the fact hey, that hey, you hey, have hey, introduced hey, two hey, different ways on this. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that (laughs) you have introduced two different bays in these 41 minutes that we've been on this but go ahead friend I'm a fan (laughs) my phone be dry in the Sahara Desert so you know I gotta live I gotta live through y'all but y'all we do have that friend I don't want you to think that me and y'all just be out here living recklessly because we don't because we do have uh Ryan is our um is our mediator and okay. y'all Ryan don't hesitate in getting us together and Ryan be like no we not doing that no we not gonna do that you know um me and mm-hmm. L are the two hotheads of our friend dynamic voice of reason. And Ryan is definitely the no all of us are um and the crazy fun fact is I've I literally met Ryan and Elle back in February um, when I joined Elle's group me. And you would literally think that me, Ryan, and Elle have been friends for years. But we're going to have our episode together and you'll hear more about that. But um, Ryan is definitely that friend who definitely checks us and lets us know, okay, friend, that's not right. And there's something a little Mm -hmm. deeper that you're not looking into as to why this is happening. Um, when I first told Ryan about the situation about Casper, um, he was like, uh, he was like, adjust and move accordingly. Mm-hmm. And when he first said, it, I was like, no, I don't want to hear that. But mm-hmm. he kept saying, adjust and move accordingly. And over the past few weeks, the more I sat back and let the situation play out, I see why he said adjust. At the end of the day, you cannot force mm-hmm. someone to be in a space with you that they don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. All you can do is adjust yourself and move accordingly. And I'm going to end that on that because I'm going to be ended up texting mm-hmm. Casper tonight and cussing him out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that tonight. So Let, let his <clears> old <throat> trifling ass go. I might have L call him again. Cause he so I could be like, call. so what's up? <laughs> yeah. Because you said you was going to reach out like, and you didn't do it yet. But like, okay. <laughs> why are you playing? <laughs> Why are you playing on my phone? Ooh, from we giving out a lot, from we giving out a lot of business. We giving out a lot of info, and I know two people in particular who gonna listen to this podcast, and they gonna be like, "Oh, so you had another nigga?" Oh, <laughs> and Lord, you know, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's gonna like you know anybody that. I ain't have Here. a nigga. I didn't have a nigga. I had an entanglement. Entangled, star spangle, keys jangle, whatever you want to call it. That's what I was saying. Um, 
but yeah, before we close out this episode, um, any any other advice you want to give the people on how to become the best version of themselves? And Humble yourself. Unpack that trauma. Like back to this whole super saver whole thing and trying to like mm. force the love on someone like you you gotta humble yourself like you cannot force people to behave in a certain way or treat you a certain way all you can do is like ryan said adjust and move accordingly but don't be out here thinking you so fucking special that you can like persuade the world like some stuff is just not for you let it not be for you and you know move on and just be honest with yourself like like I said, there, there's things that, you know, I'm discovering that I don't like about myself. So I'm actively working to change it. But I wouldn't even be able to to say that if I had not, like, kind of just sat down and was forced to be still. But, like, tap into yourself. When you do, you know... <laughs> but tap, tap, tap. <laughs> <clears throat> Sidebar, I'm about to do that little TikTok thing. But Ooh. yeah, don't judge me. Judgment free zone over here. I'm but yeah, kidding. no, like I'm so happy I met you and Ryan because like even though you're also Weird. a hothead, you'll also be like, Yeah, well you was wrong for that. Or you could have done this or you know, something <laughs> like that. So like again, it's just surrounding yourself with people who have your best interest and even and even y'all with that law for the longest I never mm-hmm. wanted to admit I was wrong but that's also a trauma that's also something that follows you I never wanted to be the one to admit I was wrong if I did something and I know I was wrong y'all would just stop talking to you wouldn't give you no heads up You, I would see you in person act like I did not know you but like she said, you have to tap into yourself. You have to sit down with yourself and humble yourself. You have to realize that, okay, you know what? The same things that you're mm-hmm. projecting onto other people, they are ultimately going to come back onto you. And if you don't want that energy to come back, sit down, have those conversations with you, unpack whatever it is that needs to be unpacked that got you to this point and figure out, okay, hey, I don't like being mm-hmm. in this place. How can I make sure that I don't end up here again? And it's so simple. It sounds so easy because it is easy because at the end of the day, all of these encounters, all of these moments, all of these spaces, they originally start with us. Before you meet friends, you're by yourself. Before you start dating people, you're by yourself. So at the end of the day, you also need to make sure that if the relationship doesn't work out with Pookie or Ray Ray or Keisha from down the way, you Mm -hmm. have a relationship with yourself. And if you don't love yourself, if you haven't sat down and understood why Trey is still out here reacting or why Elle is still reacting <laughs> from things that happened in 1954, then that's a problem. Although we weren't born in 1954. But still, if you don't have those conversations, y'all, I promise you it gets worse and it gets harder and harder and harder to deal with because you continuously start seeing yourself in spaces in your Mm-hmm. gonna always feel like I'm still not happy and that's a dangerous place to be in so I'm gonna leave nope. it at that I you don't wrapped know if it up anything else perfectly. to say for you guys I 
Well, guys, it has been fun hanging out with y'all again. Um, we definitely want to thank Elle for hanging out and talking with us today for this, you know, for this episode and giving y'all some gems. And hopefully there was something that we said that has definitely helped somebody listening to this. Um, be yourself. Be authentic. Be intentional. Be original. And um, be kind to you yourself. Do. Because that's while you are learning really easy to you know harp on the things that you've discovered that you don't like and you know kind of over dramatize or over identify with those things you don't gotta be like that it, uh, it is so guys until the next time be intentional be kind but most importantly you are smart you are kind and you are important and if 